This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. Now. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. Great to have you joining us for the Monday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Right now, the government jobs report for October is highlighting a busy week. It also includes the latest data on manufacturing and construction spending. Tom Hudson is here, the week ahead columnist for McClatchy Tribune News Services. Uh, Tom, let's begin with inflation and the Fed. Do, Do we expect them at all to begin pivoting on what they've been doing over the last year? and a half? Oh, definitely, Cisco. Uh, The Fed has been sending signals in so many different ways for so many different months that it is going to begin this uh, this pivot, as you uh, rightfully called it. It's not an enormous pivot, however. All it's going to be doing is slowing down, tapering. That was the word we used you know, many, many months ago, tapering the amount of government and mortgage bonds it has been buying. Throughout this pandemic, it's been buying $120 billion of these IOUs each and every month to help provide additional support for the economy. Well, beginning uh, this week on Wednesday, we expect to hear details of it actually beginning to reduce the amount it is spending each month, not eliminating it, but eventually a, a very um, a gentle glide path uh, as it removes this uh, extra stimulus for the U.S. economy. And the Fed really has a very interesting tightrope here, right? Because they want the economy to move forward, and yet they don't want this inflation to, whether you consider it out of control now or not, they, they certainly don't want it to get that way. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is as tight of a tightrope that the Federal Reserve has had to walk in a good long time. And you think about over the last you know, decade, decade and a half, all the tightropes it's had to walk between the housing collapse, the Great Recession, banking crisis, and of course the pandemic. This is the one, though, where inflation is not just a theoretical problem or threat. It is out there. There's no doubt about it. And the Federal Reserve Chairman uh, Jay Powell many months ago uh, set up this anchored expectation of it being transitory. Well, he's had to back away from that as as we've seen the inflationary numbers continue uh, week after week, month after month. Now, he still expects it to ease back in 2022. uh, But boy, the Fed has to be careful here because it also wants to work to make sure that the the pandemic economic recovery reaches as far and wide into all corners of the economy touched by this pandemic that it can, while at the same time doing what it can to try to tamp down inflation expectations. That's the important word here, Cisco. Let's talk about the construction numbers. Construction spending falls in September, not expected to fall like it did. Uh, Can I give us some insight onto that and why it matters. 
Yeah, there's a little bit of weather, of course, involved, right? Uh, I mean, I'm speaking to you from uh, sunny South Florida, where it's a beautiful 74 degrees. I don't want to brag about yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Thanks. Construction season a year, uh, you know, runs year-round here. Uh, so you're going to see some seasonal slowdown here. But what's important is to look at these numbers, particularly with that inflationary lens, Cisco. Uh, uh, are the construction materials themselves getting more expensive? The availability of materials, is that to blame for any kind of slowdown for these builders? Always good to get your insight. That's Tom Hudson, the Week Ahead columnist at McClatchy Tribune News Services. Paying off credit card debt can be very satisfying, but there are best practices in doing so. Let's get some direction. Ted Rossman is here, industry analyst at creditcards.com. Uh, Ted, most people would think, hey, paying it off, no matter how I pay it off, it's a good thing. Is that necessarily the case? It's definitely a good thing. We definitely want you to avoid these high credit card interest rates. The average is over 16%. So you definitely want to avoid that at all costs. The unintended consequences, though, are real. Like, for example, I heard from somebody recently who paid off a lot of credit card debt. In his case, it was about $15,000 worth. And that's a big achievement, something to be proud of, something that will save him a lot of money. What he was miffed about, though, was that once he paid it all off, then the card issuer canceled his card and basically cited inactivity because he wasn't using it while he paid this down. This is a potential risk. I still think it's better than the alternative. You definitely don't want to carry a balance just to keep the card active. It is, though, good to demonstrate some activity and then pay it off. That can be a good strategy for sure. And so, uh, you know, that's a potential drawback that the, the credit card company could do that to you. What's a way to get it paid off without that sort of a risk or any other risk? Or is there really no way around it? Yeah, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of credit limit chasing. You know, if you owe a lot of money, let's say you owe $10,000 and you've maxed out your card and then you pay it down to 8000 maybe sometimes they cut your limit to that to lower their exposure. And then, you know, 5000 and the, the whole, like, chase downwards. You could definitely open another card and maybe just have it open in the background. Maybe you use it for an occasional purchase that you pay off right away. Zero percent balance transfer cards are a great way to consolidate debt and save money. And this can also actually help your credit score and demonstrate longevity. Uh, some of it, too, though, and, and what I told this individual was, you know, some of it is a bit of a first class problem to have in the sense of great. You paid off all this debt. Now what do you do? You know, in his case, I said maybe use an alternative credit monitoring system like Experian Boost or Perch to improve your credit score to the point that you can go out and get another card or maybe piggyback off somebody else's account as an authorized user. It is unfortunate when this sort of thing happens that you think it's so great, you've paid down this debt, and now you want to get all the good stuff like the rewards. If you're left without the card and then maybe your credit's not immediately good enough to get another one with a good sign-up bonus, then I think we pivot more into credit-building mode. Uh, but I still think avoiding that debt is a huge plus. When it comes to paying off the debt, is there a way to pay it off that boosts your credit score faster or is it pretty much that same long, drawn-out process? A lot of this comes down to your credit utilization ratio. And a lot of people don't realize this is 
for people that have credit card debt from month to month, but even those who pay in full, it's usually reported on that statement date. So credit you're using divided by credit available to you. It's always great to bring that ratio down. In fact, many of the people with the best credit scores keep it below 10%. So that's an awesome practice if you can. Sometimes asking for a higher credit limit will help also. And this is something that many issuers are pretty forgiving about. Uh, Using a balance transfer card could be helpful. Don't close the old cards. If you can, leave them open in the background, hopefully with a low or zero balance. But the point is, whatever sort of levers you pull, ultimately, you want to have a lot of available credit and not use much of it. So a 0% balance transfer card as a means of consolidation and saving money, but also keeping the old accounts open without any balances, that can actually be a good blend of the strategies. Thanks so much, Ted Rossman, industry analyst at creditcards.com. The best daily deal in Chicago, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Coca-Cola has bought full control of sports drink maker Body Armor for more than $5.5 billion. Let's break down the deal. Gary Kaltbaum is here, president of Kaltbaum Capital Management. Gary, what do you make of this deal here, Coke buying Body Armor? Well, it's not the first. Uh, Coke owns uh, 27 other brands, including things like Dasani, Purified Water, Smart Water, Minute Maid, uh, Georgia Coffee, Costa Coffee, um, Powerade, Vitamin Water. And it's very simple. Uh, Carbonated soft drinks have been plateauing for uh, quite a while, and they need to look elsewhere. And now you've got this company that will have the major scale marketing and distribution of Coke and will become a big thing. Yeah, even bigger. I'm just fascinated by the Kobe Bryant angle of this. Uh, He invested some money back in 2014. Now his estate is going to make a whole lot of money off of this deal. Uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't me. Uh, $6 million (laughs) turning into $400 million. Now, of course, uh, Kobe bought Bryant and the tragedy. It'll go to his family. Uh, and that was 10%. So it was worth $60 million in 2014. And Coke is, uh, uh, registering, uh, the, uh, putting the cash register a lot higher than, uh, they paid. Uh, they are betting on a big gargantuan rollout because of their distribution and, uh, probably go well. Now, the stock today, Coca-Cola, I mean, basically at the flat line, Wall Street kind of shrugging at this. Does that reflect the fact that, as you say, this is just something Coke has to do? They have to continue to diversify? Yeah. Look, they have $40 billion in sales, um, the, the company. I mean, they're gargantuan. And, uh, you know, you've just got to add and add and add uh, to it. And it's a, it's a good move. Uh uh, you know, you say that it costs a certain amount, but in the end it won't because they will be able to uh, distribute well. Uh, it's just a smart move on their part. Again, soda is just not what it used to be. It's not a real growth business anymore. And that's why you saw like Coke Zero come out, which, by the way, is selling pretty well. Uh, it's just uh, an extension of, uh, you know, beverages. And I'm sure uh, there's going to be more to come. Yeah, just uh, continual change. Thank you so much. That's Gary Kaltbaum. He's president of Kaltbaum Capital Management. You can find him online at GaryK.com. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Loaning useful information each weekday. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Stocks are mixed. The Dow up 37. NASDAQ up 45. The S&P down one point. Pretty much around the flat line, though. Let's see what's going on. Paul Nolte is here. Portfolio Manager at Kingsview Asset Management here in Chicago. Paul, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? No, I think it's just a little bit of a sugar high yet from uh, a little bit of leftover Halloween candy. But I think really that candy is coming in the form of the earnings reports that have been out over the last couple of weeks that have generally been well above expectations. About 84% of the companies that have been reporting have been reporting better than expected earnings, even though Apple and Amazon missed. And then the other part of it is Tesla. Tesla is up 40% last month, and that was one of the largest contributors to the performance of the S&P 500, and they're up another 5 5.5% today. So, again, Tesla, I think, is really more the story about what is generally moving the markets as that stock has, has done uh, extremely well over the last four or five weeks. Overall, uh, still some to go in earnings season, but what do you make of what you're seeing already in earnings, and especially that forward guidance? Yeah, the forward guidance is, is mixed. I mean, we've heard from companies like Starbucks and Kimberly Clark that have talked about uh, issues and passing on higher inflation, uh, maybe not having, uh, in the case of Starbucks, uh, all the stores available, not getting employees in. Uh, other companies are talking about some successes, McDonald's about uh, being able to pass through uh, higher prices to consumers. So it, it's kind of a mixed bag there, and certainly some many believe that the supply chain issues will resolve relatively soon, uh, but many of the companies are also bringing guidance down a little bit in the expectation that uh, it may be a little bit longer than most anticipate. And so given that, uh, especially with the fact that inflation is kind of hanging around, what should investors be thinking? Well, I think investors should be still reasonably bullish in this market, and a lot of that comes down to the fact that the Federal Reserve, and they're going to be meeting on, on Wednesday, uh, is still very aggressive in the financial markets, providing a lot of liquidity. We still are talking about Congress putting through a, a one-plus-trillion-dollar bill that is going to put, again, those dollars out into the economy. So monetary policy and fiscal policy, very, very easy at this point, and that generally bodes well for the markets. We're also, from a, a calendar perspective, hitting the best part of the calendar year from November to the end of January. So historically, at least, um, this part of the of the year tends to be very good for stocks as well. And given, we, we already touched on inflation, given that, is there something people should be doing with a part of their portfolio specifically to address inflation? Because, I mean, a portfolio, every month that there's inflation, your portfolio is going down unless it rises more than the inflation. Well, and that's been the case with the equity markets, and that's the, that is the argument for, to have equities in the portfolio, and maybe get skewed a little bit more toward the industrial energy sector. Uh, you can look at, uh, there are ETFs out there that invest in companies that are involved in a lot of the commodities, so whether it's energy companies, agricultural, et cetera. We tend to stay away from the, the commodities themselves and rather invest in the companies. So I think stocks do provide a little bit of a hedge there uh, toward inflation. And again, it depends, too, on your general view as to whether inflation is transitory and what your definition of transitory is. But uh, I think the markets still have uh, a ways to go yet here and should run ahead of the inflation rate. Yeah, transitory, it could be three years, right? It just depends on how you define it. 
No, absolutely. And it's one of the things that we're hearing from a lot of companies that it is stickier. Um, and we're, we're hearing some of the same things that we heard back in the 70s, and that really gives a lot of people uh, worries. Uh, wages are going up, so that means I have to raise my prices to cover the higher wages. And workers then are turning around and saying, well, you know, I need higher wages to cover the higher prices. And you get into that spiral that we experienced during the 70s. I don't think we're in that situation yet, but we're starting to hear rumblings of that, uh, which echo back to that time. Thanks so much for all the insight. Paul Nolte, he's Portfolio Manager at Kingsview Asset Management here in Chicago. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The ESPN broadcast of Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli. Sort of known as the Manning cast. It's proving to be a big hit. Let's talk about its popularity and potential impact. Tom Han- Tim Hanlon is here, founder and CEO of the Verter Group here in Chicago. Uh, Tim, for people who have not been watching it, give us a thumbnail sketch of Manning cast. Uh, well, uh, Rick, I'm sorry, Cisco. Uh, just kidding. I've been called. I've been called worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, uh, this is uh, an attempt, Cisco, for uh, the the NFL, frankly, to kind of catch up to, uh, I guess, what you call Generation Z, right? So the uh, idea of trying to make a broadcast of a game a little bit more, a little bit more hip, and. Uh, what you see with the Manning Brothers on ESPN2, which is a simulcast, right, which means that the main feed is, again, um, uh, you know, a classically delivered, uh, you know, forward professional broadcast. Uh, it's a bit more, it's not truly interactive, but it certainly is. It's kind of watching a game on Twitch or on a YouTube stream where there is a bit of interactivity, right? It's really to brothers kind of going at it occasionally with a guest uh, as well, uh, you know, using some home camera hijinks and whatnot. Um, but it's the beginnings of, frankly, um, experimentation, not only by ESPN, but the NFL as well, right, who, frankly, frankly, get a little bit more 
uh, I guess, in sync with how younger audiences are really, if you will, watching television or better, consuming video. And this is a step in the general direction. Yeah, I mean, they tried this with Nickelodeon, right, doing just some sort of an uh, an alternate telecast of football in order to try to get a new audience in there. So it seems to make sense to continue to experiment with this. Uh, what I find interesting about it is it, it's really fun. It's, it's guys that you already like anyway, people who are very, very popular. And maybe it's showing that, especially with TV, you don't necessarily need announcers telling you exactly what's going on. You can see what's going on. Instead, you want a little more insight and a little more fun. Yeah, and, and this is the basic way to deliver it, right? It's not too much of a challenge for uh, a Viacom CBS to dedicate a Nickelodeon channel of theirs or ESPN to take over one of their channels to deliver a, a simulcast feed. But what you're going to see in the, in the months and you is a lot more of this and a lot more choice around this. Imagine being able to have three different sort of feeds of the same game different audio, uh, interactive elements, uh, the ability to do it in a streaming environment. Um, you're going to see a lot more of these sort of customized or customizable, maybe even customizable streams that allow the viewers to kind of bring in their own uh, uh, audio and video uh, elements to a broadcast to, if you will, spice it up or make it more relevant to them. But again, you know, as a start, this is a, a, a very compelling way to watch a game differently, you're going to see just more of it in the, in the years to come. And the networks have to be careful, right? Because it, you, you have to have some kind of chemistry, uh, likability. You can't just do this with any superstar. It, it wouldn't necessarily work. No, and I think that's that's key. I think a lot of advertisers look at live sports as sort of a way to break through and, right, and, and, and to, to get their ads across because they know a lot of people are watching, if you will, the same broadcast at the same. But when you're talking about this kind of stuff, right, you're starting to splinter the audience uh, and that interactivity and, and the way in which a game is presented, uh, there's some more variables thrown in there. And advertisers don't like variables. They like certain. Makes sense. Thanks so much, Tim Hanlon, founder and CEO of the Verter Group here in Chicago. Investing 60 minutes each weekday toward planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Doc Picker Monday on the Noon Business Hour. Helping us out today, Matt Shapiro, president of MWS Capital. Matt, always good to have you with us. What's your first pick? Hi, Cisco. First pick is Backed Holdings, which is a newly issued uh, cryptocurrency exchange, actually part of the owner of the New York Stock Exchange, for several years was creating this crypto payment system. It was a SPAC, was very sleepy, trading around 10, and then all of a sudden just absolutely skyrocketed. It's up, it's up another 10% today. The symbol is BKKT. Backed Holdings, they're in a agreement with both MasterCard and Fiserv to um, accelerate crypto payments uh, at the point of sale, also with Starbucks. So behind this stock, almost becoming a little bit of a meme stock here. And when it comes to a, a stock like this, this is a place that is uh, seeming like a necessary middleman in order to make sure that crypto is done smoothly. Right now, I think for people trying to get into it, they're not exactly sure how to do it. Correct. Now, you have to be very careful. So Coinbase has been sort of the accepted standard. That stock has a capitalization of $86 billion, has, of course, billions of dollars in revenue. Backed is sort of going the other way because a lot of people have 
crypto deposits that they're earning high interest on as those cryptocurrency assets are lent out. However, you're not sure of the comfort and the custodian of them. You know, there's been failures of Asian um, cryptocurrency exchange and things like that. So BACT comes in as a very secure middleman to help foster this market of interest rate and interest rate bearing deposits and higher utility of cryptocurrency, which is, of course, just the, you know, uh, becoming more and more accepted for payments. And uh, I think that's just going to accelerate over the next few years. All right. Backed holdings. That's the first pick. What's your second pick? Well, the second is from cryptocurrency all the way to hot dogs. I guess Melrose Park, the, um, the doghouse, Portillo's. Uh, a new IPO. Um, obviously, everybody talking about it in the Chicago area. We had a little bit of interest, you know, probably 10 of our clients asking to buy some Portillo stock um, in the IPO. In fact, one of our uh, clients, she said she grew up uh, poking her head up as a kid at the original um, dog house where they had four for one dogs and fries. So again, kind of taken on a life of its own. The stock symbol is PTLO, up another 5% today. It came out actually a little low, Cisco, at $20 a share with only a $750 million market cap. I think the potential is quite a bit bigger, more like a cheesecake factory kind of thing. So the stock's really just kind of gone straight up. We had to sort of try to rush to buy it for the, our few investors that were interested. It finally traded down just a whisper to 37 back up today. Um, it has a $1.34 billion market cap. I think it could go to, to 50 or 60 or 70 before maybe it cools down. Thanks so much. That is Matt Shapiro, president of MWS Capital, our Monday stock picker. Backed Holdings, BKKT, and Portillo's ticker symbol PTLO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto 
Sports.